Let's talk sports and welcome to the grind. And good Wednesday to you and welcome inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Carson, welcome in. Cool morning, man. Oh, it is. It's a little chilly outside. I like it. I do too. Uh, I like it. That whole, when the temperature that you're wanting inside your vehicle is warmer than the temperature outside the vehicle. I think that's a good day. It does feel good like that. It's nice. Yeah, yeah. I'm looking for 71 in the in the car mostly. And uh, this morning it kind of kicked on a little warm air, and I went, that's what I'm talking yeah. about. That's, yeah. that's what's up. But, but Carson, what about uh, since the last time I talked to you, Jeremy Pruitt's, of course, talked to the media uh, and, and, and dropped down some pretty good nuggets. But uh, also the line has come out for the Missouri game, 10-point uh, favorite. The Vols right now, I, I think that's an aggressive number, but I uh, like it nonetheless. Uh, tonight, we'll start the NBA Finals. Uh, the Heat-Lakers series will get underway in the bubble uh, tonight. And then, uh, you know, Major League Baseball, the postseason got underway yesterday. American League only uh, yesterday, but today will be the full slate of games. And uh, and, and there was some uh, intrigue, to say the least, uh, last night. You know, last night. Right. But, uh, Carson, we'll start with Tennessee. Jeremy Pruitt meets with the media uh, there Monday. And, and one of the funniest things, I don't know how much you watched it, uh, but there's a Dasani bottle that just kind of like constantly sits there. It always does, yeah. Well, and you think, like, I always thought, well, I mean, it is sponsored, but it is a functioning water bottle. Yeah, and that happens for a lot of coaches. Like, you'll see Nick Sebby has Coke. Yeah, but he never but drinks it. he never it. drinks it. Now, there was one time, I think, uh, I, there was I I was remember watching a press conference on ESPN one time. It might have been an NBA coach just grabbed one of the waters there, sitting there and drank it. And I was like, that's the first time I've seen a coach ever drink a sponsored. Did you see Jeremy Pruitt Monday? I I saw like I saw like a quick half of it in school, and then so he goes to pick up the water, uh-huh. and it's an empty bottle. It is like he plays it off pretty 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 slick. He literally like grabs it, and you know you you kind of when you grab what you assume is a full bottle, there's a little bit of pickup, you know, right. like you try right. to grab Obviously. at it. Yeah. Well, he kind of snatches it and it jumps up, you know, and he gives it a look like, "Are you serious?" I didn't and see he, that. <laughs> and he just sits it back down. And a lot of people put memes out there made them about. I've never related more to Pruitt than right now. You know this this is so funny. Da 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 da. But uh, but nonetheless, that was like a small nugget in the whole deal. But Jeremy Pruitt says after watching the film, he uh, he he's not as happy as he thought he was leaving the game. A lot of mistakes, a lot of things to clean up. Uh, Got to be a little bit more physical, a little bit more disciplined in some areas. Uh, but I think Jeremy Pruitt is is still, and I know you're always building culture. I, I don't think you ever. I mean, even Nick Saban, Alabama. I don't think you just let it happen you're you're instilling things all the time now granted i think nick saban the sophomores juniors and seniors look at freshmen now and go don't do that like coach will go off the deep end like don't make this mistake this guy made it see where he's at see this milk carton he's on uh this is where you don't go right and and so i think jeremy pruitt's still very much in those early stages this is year three so in in the grand scheme of things, uh, Jeremy Pruitt he's not even had a full senior class yet, right? Uh, and I think people need to put that in perspective just in general. But uh, he's still culturally building, and I think some of his comments from Monday was very very indicative of that. In the fact that you know they talk about the win streak, and they're like, oh yeah, I kept the win streak going. I think it sits at seven games now. And he goes, he goes, do you think that played into it? And he's like. I count all games as losses until we play them. Yeah, I mean, I look, feel like you're never disappointed in that way. 
Well, yeah, I mean, he he's he's out to get more, and he's told us that multiple times. He uh, he's out to get this team ready to look like a national championship, look like an SEC championship, look like a team that could beat Bama, look like a team that could beat these top teams, and he wants it to look like that. And I know the first week it's always first game jitters. I mean, look at the college football scores around. Arkansas almost beat Georgia. I mean, Kentucky was close with Auburn. There's just a lot of games that could have went sideways. Mississippi State, LSU. And it just he's just giving us kind of a rundown. He goes, honestly, I really didn't like it that much. I think we have a lot to improve on, and which he means he's finding new players. He's finding new schemes to do, and I think it's a good thing um, more than a bad thing. I think it, as long as we won that South Carolina game, I think we're going to be better each week. Oh yeah, I, I thought he I thought he was real clear. He said uh, on offense, he said uh, he, we were pretty hot and cold. He were we were really poor on third down. Uh, that's got to be addressed. He said we have the we have to be able to finish blockers. Uh, got to understand the down and distance as a running back. And a couple times I felt like we ran sideways uh, with our running backs instead of hitting the ball up in there and taking what we could get. Uh, possibly being in third and short instead of third and two or three. Instead, it's third and two or three, which is a big difference. Um, you know, when it comes to third down or the possibility of making uh, some four down decision, uh, he said. But we created explosive. But we did create explosive plays on offense. There were times we moved the ball at will. But we've got to create some consistency there. He said. He said we didn't turn the football over, and that's number one offensively. Uh, in my opinion, is why we won the football game. Yeah, I mean, offense played really well. We talked about that Monday. I think that. Eric Gray, Ty Chandler, a bunch of those guys really stepped into that role. Yeah, I, like I said, I, I think our only limitation was accuracy of Jerry Garantano. Yeah. And and I say that because last year I'd be like, you know, he missed this wide-open guy. And I'm not going to say that he didn't do that some, but where he was going to go with it was not a bad decision. I mean, yeah, his uh, he didn't throw a pick and usually throws one yeah. every game. Yeah, well, I mean, it wouldn't it didn't go without trying. Right, uh, but uh, I'll say this: uh, you know, I like his decision making, and I'll, I'll kind of stand by that. Was there guys that were more open, or was there guys that that maybe, you know, if you look at it, well, remember on that one play, the post route was more open than the crossing route. I'm not going to, you know, argue that, but I, I think armchair quarterback's an easy spot to be in. You know, things happen, bang bang, in a football game, and if he's open, and that's where they wanted you to go with it. You need to hit him, right? And and so I feel like the decision may have been pretty good, but the accuracy was off. So uh, Pruitt talks defensively. Uh, you know, he talked about. He said uh, kind of the same thing. He said, you know, there's a couple times we felt we should have gotten off the field. Uh, several times we were a bit out of place. He said we've got to be able to make the other team beat us. Something we've got to improve this week. But he also made a good point because you know I think since we talked last time, uh, Johnson was named defensive lineman of the week. Yeah. And and so in that regard, he said he's one of the only ones that that practiced all fall. He said so yeah, he he's a little bit ahead of, of the curve a little bit. And so I think that was there was some learning on the job moments for some of these kids, uh, especially Jeremy Banks getting back into the mix. I think Crouch having to slide to middle linebacker versus outside linebacker and uh and, and really Sometimes you're in in more of a getting everybody in place role, but you still got to do your own job. And yeah. so I think knowing whether to to kind of shoot the gap or drop in coverage, you saw some hesitation there. But Jeremy Pruitt also looked ahead to Missouri and said, the, just watching the game they played against Alabama, he said they won the second half. He said, I know the game didn't start out the way they wanted to, but if you watch how they play, they play extremely hard. They're aggressive. They create problems all three phases. Uh, it's a tremendous challenge as they move into this week. So I, he didn't waste much time getting to getting to Missouri. Uh, no, and a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of players that didn't play a lot of practices, didn't get to practice a lot in the fall and all sorts because some Corona's around. You know, some people had to quarantine multiple times. Some people may had it. So it's just depending on how, who's played and who hasn't. And I think uh, Jeremy Pruitt takes that into play in Johnson. Even without two uh, defense alignment that game, he was able to step up and uh, be one of those team leaders on that defense line, which ended up getting him um, that award. 
Well, and, and he talked a little bit about the shorthandedness that they went in the South Carolina game with. Daryl Middleton, Sean Schamberger not available Saturday night. Big-time losses there in the in the line and in the backfield on the defense. And uh, everybody wanted to know why they weren't there. Mm-hmm. And I thought he did a really good job saying, you know, that's that's not a fair uh, question at this point. You know, with all the, the looming things with COVID, with other personal things going on, it was uh, – he made a point to say it was not a player discipline issue, uh, but he did not feel like it was it was his place to make that uh, that public what that you, you know what that situation was. Uh, on Bryce Thompson moving to safety uh, and the defensive backfield shuffling quite a bit, uh, you, you know he said Jalen McCullough really didn't get to practice. He got cleared and kind of going through the getting him back phase to make sure everything was okay. We really didn't want to to get him really uh, so much involved there. Kind of the same thing with Warren Burrell. Uh, They both had been in quarantine for quite some time and just getting the guys back in there. He said Bryce is a guy that's been in the system for a couple years, so conceptually uh, he knows a lot of different positions. He said Theo Jackson's a guy that can really play all the spots, and we went into the game really trying to train him at star, uh, which is not really where he plays. He's more of a safety uh, but he said we really just had to try to work some depth uh, and make some answers when we really didn't have it. So he said that's where we decided to go with it. Yeah. I mean, um, straight up, it's just defense is kind of a little iffy right now with some players. There's still competition going on and moving Bryce to safety and new players coming in. It's just kind of a throw up right now. But I think the team leader, I think Contavious Crouch, I think Jeremy Banks surprised me the most, especially on defense because they played so well. And Jeremy Banks coming back, it's pretty impressive the way he uh, just come back on the team um, not too long ago and it was able to play up to SEC standard, which is uh, very difficult. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I think Jeremy Pruitt talked about, you know, how, how are we going to improve uh, coming into the Missouri week? And, and Jeremy Pruitt was really pointed in saying – I don't think it's about practicing more. He said, I think it's about just having people available to practice when we can practice. Right. Uh, he said, it's not adding a period or two. He said, I think it's having the players available. He said, you know, the first four practices of fall camp, we didn't have any specialists there. And then maybe 10 out of the next 14, you have over 50 players that are absent at some point. Uh, with no spring ball, it's, it's, it's hard to get that carryover. He said, so just being able to get the guys back and hopefully – through the testing in the next couple of days, we'll get good results. We'll be able to rep guys in the same spots some pl- in some cases. He said, I think creating a routine uh, and guys understanding that the position, this is the position I'm going to play and start perfecting that craft, uh, that's what you need, and uh, it'll be necessary moving forward. Right. He doesn't want, you know, players – he doesn't want to keep switching players around to different positions. So, like you said, he's trying to get these guys in that role, get used to playing the position so he can be uh, – so he can be perfection at it. Yeah, I think that's that's a good point. He said uh, – something they asked him about, did anything surprise him watching the film that he didn't see live? He said, I didn't realize how bad we were on third down offensively. Uh, you know, I, I think that's easy to – to kind of see because you're really you're playing it play at a time and and I think sometimes you know down in distance and things like that uh, especially at the 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 CEO level and and he was probably trying to work with some of those defensive backs right. trying to get them squared up uh, but he said uh, so he said you've got to do a better job of closing out defensively uh, got to get more turnovers but he said. Um, the ball was on the ground with a minute before the half there. We had a chance to get the fumble back, which could have been huge, and we didn't. He said, got to be able to play uh, the ball in the back end for the secondary and get some interceptions. Uh, so I think I think he is huge on uh, on creating opportunities, not waiting on them to show up. Right. Um, I, I was just as surprised as Jeremy. When I was watching the game, I was not really as focused on third down. I was just kind of looking. And, you know, on the offensive side, you know, we were up 21-7 to at one point. So, it looked like our offense, you know, we'd done pretty well. We'd move it down. But I didn't realize the third down. And it was one for nine. The announcer came on, put it on the screen. It said one for nine on third down. Tennessee's been horrible at it. And I looked and I was like, wow. I didn't notice that because that, that's just not good. So, we were. I was just trying to then focus on the third down. And I think Jeremy's going to have to talk to the players about that. I'm pretty sure he already has. So, I'm excited to see in the Missouri game 
um, how that's going to be fixed and maybe if our third down um, percentage goes up. Yeah, I, I think I think it's going to be a point of emphasis this week. And I think after game one, you know, they say a lot of times it's it's kind of cliche, but there's no better growth than from week one to week two. And I think we're going to see that with this Tennessee team just because, you know, finally you were hitting somebody else. Uh, right. Finally you were doing things a little differently. And honestly, as abnormal as it probably felt, it was the most normal thing you had done in probably six months. Yeah. Uh, from, from spring ball to now. But uh, – they ask him about Paxton Brooks, you know, that that uh, that laying down that good punt there at the end of the game. I think it's funny how, uh, you know, early in the game he has the, the bobbled snap, the, right. the freak-out moment where he nearly tried to throw a pass. And, and honestly, had the game ended right there, Paxton Brooks is not the fa- famous, uh, oh, you no, know, he, he is not the bad. happy camper. Uh, but he said, you know, when Paxton signed here, he was like 6'5", 157. He's worked really hard in the weight room. I think he's 195 now. Uh, he said, I would have seen him uh, on that bad snap, run over two or three folks and get a first down. Uh, but, he, you know, from there he kicked the ball well. He said we need him to continue to do that. Yeah, and he last year we saw multiple times him, Brent Samaglia. We got some good kickers. You know, Brent, what about Brent Samaglia like that. ripping that, that long snapper for getting down on himself? I don't think he was mad at him for the snap. He was mad at him for moping around. Right, yeah. I think Brent, missing that first field goal, he had the best percentage in the SEC, I think, with uh, field goals last year. And I think it was either him or Rodrigo Blankenship, which that guy could kick. But um, Brent, I think, missing that first one, there was three guys missed their block. They were coming right at him. I think he was paying more attention to that. And he missed, you know, to the left. And uh, I think that he just got down on himself. But I think he's one of the best kickers in the SEC. He got all first-team SEC. So, I think he's uh, definitely one of our kickers in Paxton. He can kick the fire out of the ball, too. Oh, yeah. Did you did you, did you you see the Twitter and Facebook, all that rundown, that was asking, did did uh, <laughs> did uh, uh, Samaglia have a dip in? No, I didn't see that. So when he was ripping oh the long snapper there, uh, it did look like he had a little something something like it could have been beef jerky, it could have been a lot of things, sunflower seeds. Yeah. Uh, but he had a little pouch there going on, and and I'm like, I'm like, yeah, football, football, yeah. yeah. He'd be he'd be one of the guys back in the day. He uh, he'd grab the football. He's like, put me in a run back, coach. I don't care. I'm the. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Have you ever seen yeah. the movie The Replacements? Yeah. With Keanu Reeves, he's he may be that kicker in a southern form. He is. Yeah. I think I think he would. I think if coach said, "Hey, Brent, we need you in on this running back play," he'd run somebody over. I feel like yeah, he'd he'd do what he'd he has try, to do. Or he'd try at least because yeah. it's a little bit hard to run some six six, six six <laughs> two hundred pound guys. I'll say I'll say anytime you have a kicker with a sleeve, you got a chance. I'll just put it out there. Uh, and then it says, uh, talking about teams buying in, talking about teams buying in and doing some things differently. Uh, Jeremy Pruitt was asked, you know, how his team was bought in since this time last year. And I thought Jeremy Pruitt was very, very uh, clear in the fact that he said last year's over. Uh, he said he said we're one and zero. The way I look at it, count all the games as losses until we win them. He said, <coughs> right now we're 1-9 and nine until you go earn it and win it. And he said, we've got a long way to go and got a lot of things we have to work on, but we've got a lot of time to do it. This team, their identity, uh, how they're going to be remembered, they have nine weeks to kind of decide that. Be up to them. He said, we've got a lot of season left. Yep. I'm, I'm excited to see it, too, because I think he's the coach that – He's not. He's not one of those coaches. Gets his press box. He's like, great win. Uh, players are excited. No, he wants more. He he's not satisfied. He's just like he's just like Nick Saban. He is not satisfied till he has that gold championship trophy in his hands. Yeah, and then the next day you're just not satisfied again. No. Nope. So it's it's one of those things that I yeah I hope Smile Jeremy Pruitt's uh, grit uh, will will continue to advance yeah. us. But you know, it's one of those things you got to keep up watching to see what's going to happen. We're going to talk baseball when we come back. You're listening to the Wednesday edition of The Grind. Your hometown alternative to Ordinary Sports Radio, 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. 
Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media but if you say i don't like social media but i like podcasts we've got those too you can download the grind podcast on apple podcast and google play music directly from the website it's a one-stop shop for everything the grind check us out online the grind on that's the grind on we don't always promise to be perfect but we promise to give you our honest opinion This is Sports Radio from a fan's perspective. You're listening to The Grind on 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Carson, I don't know if you caught it as we were going to break, but allergies about knocked me out of that one. Oh, my. Yeah. <clears throat> allergies. I, every, everybody in school. I mean, it's it's either a You got this sound all the time? <laughs> yeah. It's all that. Time. It started yesterday, man. Like, it just the headaches and the feeling tired. It's like, man, allergies, why don't you just go away? I will say, you know, I told you I had like a little something in my eye. I thought I, you know, I'd scratch something. Yeah. Uh, once I cleared out all that little allergy right there, like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I may be feeling better. Yeah. Hey. One less thing. We're right? fighting allergies head on. Yeah. Right here in studio. Woot woot. Uh, so, talked a little Jeremy Pruitt. And, right. you know, that's always fun. Good starting point. Love you Jeremy. Know, always get you off to a good, good mood. But uh, Major League Baseball. I mean, they're they're in championship form right now. They are. I mean, there's a lot of games going on. First round games yesterday, last night uh, the uh, the fighting trash cans from Houston uh, got a victory over the Minnesota Twins, four to one. Uh, Jose Altuve drew a bases loaded walk to force in the go ahead and run in the ninth inning. If you're the Twins, you got to be like, not again. Oh, I know. It's just every year. 
Houston now leads the the wild card series one nothing. The White Sox. White Sox got the best of the athletics. I know you're pretty excited about that. I am, yeah. I'm cheering for the White Sox. I like them right now. They're uh, bouncing back from tough seasons, and I expect them to do pretty well. <laughs> yeah, as uh, Giolito and uh, Abreu slugs the White Sox past the A's in the opener, uh, it, it really, uh, you know, a lot of they're talking about all these different people being their postseason debuts for the athletics. Yep. I'd say for both these teams, there's a lot of postseason debuts, no matter how long they've been in the in the league. Uh, but the the White Sox nonetheless get the victory over the Athletics. The Tampa Bay Rays um, defeat the Blue Jays. That's not a shocker to me, as as the Tampa Bay Rays were really good in the regular season. Uh, you know, Rays beat the Blue Jays three to one. Blake Snell took a no hitter into the sixth inning, uh, and Tampa Bay uh, drops the Blue Jays. I think pitching is is a thing, and finally the Rays seem to have a, a good little stable there. I think they'll breeze through this this wild card round. Uh, but uh, I, I'm interested in this team just because uh, they're they're another worker like mentality kind of baseball team. Right. Yeah, and that's the teams that uh, really get the job done. I mean, if you're working hard, you're getting better, and um, I think that's what's going to help them win this series too. And the Yankos, they were the nightcap yeah. last night, seven o'clock start. Uh, they they brought the they brought the pine with them they as uh, as Aaron Judge on the fourth pitch from Shane Bieber, literally. One, two, three, and the next one left the left the place. Shane, I'm telling you, Shane had a struggle for the Indians last night. It was a struggle um, for him to pitch, and the Yankees took advantage of that and a blowout, twelve to three. Yeah, and I think when you you get one crushed on you early on, I mean that's a that's a really gut check moment. Yeah. And from there, Shane Bieber never really recovered. And before it was over with, the Yankees had uh, had, had really separated themselves pretty strong. Garrett Cole, though, he pitches very well. Uh, you know, in the in a victory there, uh, an ace that you bring in to win baseball games, and he did so there uh, last night. But uh, you know, those were the games from last night. But as the today uh, kicks in, the National League steps in and, and kind of gets some of that action. Uh, starts off at noon with the Cincinnati Reds and the Atlanta Braves. I'll be honest, a little bit. Not that not that I'm going to go against the Bravos, but I've got a I've got a soft spot for for the Cincinnati Reds. You do, yeah. So, some of my family Nick Senzel, former Tennessee baseball player, former Farragut Admiral, uh, former. You know his his parents literally work at my daytime place of work. It's it's worth a it's worth a go, and he's uh, he's got an opportunity. I think he's going to play tonight, but has an opportunity Friday uh, to to get the start uh, in I think right field, and so. There's a soft spot for the Reds. Now I'm not at the not at the mercy of uh, of the Bravos because I, I'm nervous about you know they they've had a, a couple three great postseasons in a row and yeah. and then we regular seasons in a row but postseasons maybe not so much. Yeah, I yeah I know what you mean. It's it seems like that and. The you know regular season you got a lot riding you're like Braves doing great doing great uh, finally let's see what we can do into the postseason and I mean don't get me play. wrong they've they've been exciting this year yeah but I I would argue with people that the the Josh Donaldson Acuna Albies Freeman like that lineup was sick yeah and uh, I think this year's team's good too though. I think this team could go pretty far if we play if we play together. I think oh yeah, I think thing. and I think they've added some some different pieces. I don't want to say better because I, I love the the fearless and aggressive side of Josh Donaldson, but uh, you know Ozuna's a really good player. I, I think you look at some of those you know uh, some of those Austin you know Austin's a really good player and and Albies being hurt and Acuna being hurt, but they're back now. Uh, I think they've got a lot of tread left on the tires, and I, I like I like the Braves, but don't don't sleep on the Reds. When you looked at the way the the regular season finished, uh, out of their last ten games, uh, the Reds I think had either the best record in baseball in the last ten or the second best at eight and two. Yeah, that's good. That means they're ready for postseason. That's what I'm saying. Peaking at the right time. Right. Atlanta Atlanta's favored by just over one run. Trevor Bauer will get the start for Cincinnati. Max Freed. We'll get to start for Atlanta. I think rolling that ace out there is what you got to do, and uh, and and it's uh it's at the Bravos' place at Truist Park 
in Cumberland, Georgia. So a uh, series will get underway at noon today. Uh, Astros Twins at Target Field uh, will take the field. Uh, game two of their series, Minnesota is favored by nearly one and a half here. Uh, I, I think the Twins have to bounce back, of course. Uh, I don't. I don't know that they will, but I do know that they're uh, they're uh, they're on the on the docket there. Jose Barreas uh, will get the start for Minnesota. Houston still undecided. Really? You think they put all their names in a trash can and whirl it around and pick one out of it? Yeah, they're like, hey, uh, all of them are average. We'll just pick one. Yeah, maybe they thump it a couple times. Yeah, get the get the rookie in. Let's see what he can do. First game post. <laughs> Throw the heater. <laughs> Uh, Marlins Cubs, uh, a series that that will be played at Wrigley Field. Um, Marlins thirty one and twenty nine the regular season. Cubs thirty four and twenty six. Uh, Sandy Alcantara will start for Miami, and Kyle Hendricks will start for the Cubs. Uh, no line on this game looks to be even. Stevens a two o'clock start time. Uh, I mean, of course, you're going to like the Cubs over the Marlins. The Marlins for the better part of the last probably decade uh, has been a dumpster fire and the cubbies uh, seem to have some things but they even though they won a world series a few years ago the postseason's not always been real kind to the cubbies no it hasn't um we've always expected the cubs to go pretty far if they have a really good year and that's like we said with the braves it's like you know they have a good regular season and then the postseason it just doesn't go so well so we got to see good postseason play out of some of these teams if they want to succeed absolutely chicago white Sox and the Oakland Athletics will play in the Oakland Coliseum. Uh, Oakland is favored in this matchup to balance the series. Uh, Dallas Keuchel will hit the mound for the White Sox, and Chris Bassett uh, will hit the mound for the Athletics. Uh, they look to balance this thing out, and the line says uh, Oakland by, by a little over a run. Uh, do you buy into it, or do you think your White Sox get it done? I think the White Sox get it done, man. I'm expecting White Sox gonna win this series out i think the white Sox are gonna i think the white Sox are gonna handle them and i think the white Sox have been able to prove that they can play some really good teams this year and i think the athletics are just in their way and they're just gonna truck right through them you heard it here first people uh blue J- shirt blue jays at the race tropicana field st petersburg florida ryu for the blue jays will hit the mountain glass now uh, for the rays will will be will be the pitching duel uh, honestly, I think this is a this is a three day weekend uh, for the Blue Jays. <laughs> I think they uh, they got an extra little sniff of what baseball could look like postseason twenty twenty, but they just drew the wrong card. Uh, I think the Tampa Bay Rays take a take it to them. Uh, Tampa Bay's favored by nearly a run and a half. Uh, the over and under at seven, and I think probably five of those come from the Tampa Bay Rays. I take I take the Rays to to probably finish this deal uh, in St. Petersburg. Is there any games playing at Blue Jays? No, no. Well, no, no. They haven't played all season. Okay, uh, but they uh, they they've been playing in their their Triple A affiliate Buffalo. Oh, okay, that was right. Yeah. All right, I, yeah, that's what I was kind of. So they've been in America, traveling around. Yeah. Buffalo Blue Jays. Yeah, that's what they should go ahead and do anyways, in my opinion, but that's another topic. It's a topic for another day. They tried to talk about it last night, but people kept forgetting. But anyway, uh, moving moving on, uh, the Cardinals and the Padres. Uh, the Cardinals and the Padres will open their series. Uh, San Diego favored by over a run and a half. Uh, the game will be played in Petco Park. Uh, Kim will be the pitcher for St. Louis. Chris Paddock. Will be the pitcher for San Diego. Padres had a better regular season record than the Cardinals. That's not always the case. At thirty-seven and twenty-three, Cardinals kind of limp into the postseason at thirty and twenty-eight. Mister Jude Ellison, a big Cardinals fan. Um, we'll see if they get it done. Oh, it's going to be tough. Padres. They got really good players. They got some good um, pieces to that team, and they have a good record. Thirty-seven, twenty-three. Another team that surprised me, like the White Sox, having some bad seasons later back um, past couple years, but this year they boomed. Uh, let's see what they can do in the postseason. But I got the Padres in this game. I think that's a that's a really interesting pick. Uh, I think that's a. Uh, that's a that's one that in postseason form normally the the Cardinals take, but uh, I think the Padres have had a successful year, so why why not go with them? I, I don't I don't necessarily 
mind that pick. But uh, then the Yankees-Indians will be another 7 o'clock start time. I love the late-night start because I actually get to see see them play. Uh, Yankees favored by over a run. Tanaka will start for the Yankees. Carrasco uh, will start for the Indians. Uh, again, I think with the Yankees leading the series, it's in progressive field in Cleveland. I think that the Indians have a little bit of uh, fight left. I just don't know if it's enough to keep up with those bats for the Yankees. I think if they didn't exhaust all their swings – a night ago, the Yankees will get another victory tonight. But if they go cold, um, I, I think the Indians got an opportunity to sneak one in. Yeah, I agree with you, man. I think I think the Yankees proved last night they can really hit against this Indians team. But say they uh, got a pitcher that comes out for the for Cleveland that's you know throwing heaters, throwing some good ones, and I think the Indians could take it. But I'm with you, man. I, I think the Yankees might win this game just because their hitting is so good against the. Uh, Cleveland Indians. Yeah, unfortunately, the Yankees have been a little streaky this year right. uh, in the fact that they've they've blown some people out and then they've blown a lot of close games. Uh, but I think if you can get the hitting working, it, there's not a lot of teams in baseball going to be able to handle yeah. uh, the Yankees. But one team that probably can match up pretty well has the, the late game, the 10 p.m. start game, the game, quite frankly, that I won't see much of, uh, the Dodgers and the <laughs> Brewers, a 10 o'clock start uh, to be played at Dodgers Stadium. The Dodgers are favored by nearly two and a half runs. Yeah. Uh, uh, again, the Brewers draw the the short straw. They get the Dodgers. Forty three and seventeen was the Dodgers' regular season record. Uh, the Brewers were twenty nine and thirty one. They nearly have double the losses uh, that the Dodgers have. So uh, I think Brent Sutter uh, will start for Milwaukee, and Walker Bueller will start for the Dodgers. Uh, battle is the best way I know to put it. I think this is going to be one that they they fight and claw and scratch, uh, but I just think the the nine the nine men rotation is nine men deep uh, for the Dodgers. Every one of those are dudes that can put one in the in the seats, hit the cardboard cutouts, uh, whatever you want to say. They can they can make it uh, make it work for you and make it work against the other team. Biggest line in in Major League Baseball tonight, and I think I'm gonna have to go with it. Give me the Dodgers. Oh yeah, man. Um, I'm excited. I'm gonna try to watch this game. I think the Dodgers are one of the best teams in the MLB, maybe the top three. And I think with Clayton Kershaw being one of the best pitchers when he plays, it's it's. Uh, Gosh, um, six wins on the year with him starting. Um, A.J. Pollock, 16 home runs in this season so far. He's an outstanding hitter. I think the Dodgers are going to come away. Not saying the Brewers. They have talent, though. Yeah, talent. talent's one thing, uh, but putting pen to paper is yeah. a different thing. So, yeah, I'm going to go with the Dodgers, which maybe be the best pick for the Brewers. Yeah. Because normally whoever I pick, it's not their day. Well, hey. Brewers, maybe we'll get the win. The Brew Crew, never know. But, hey, let's take our uh, second break of the day. Listen to these great sponsors. When we come back, we're going to talk about culture in the NBA, Heat versus Lakers, storylines off the basketball court. We'll be right back. Are you looking to buy or sell a home in East Tennessee and want a realtor with the experience and integrity you deserve? Then call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates. The market is hot and interest rates are still the lowest they have ever been. Take advantage now by calling Tressa Lequire, 865-221-5610. That's 865-221-5610. With 10 years of experience in our local area, Tressa Lequire appreciates all Blount County manufacturing employees and will work to get you the best deal and experience possible. Call Tressa Lequire with Realty Executive Associates, 865-221-5610. And let Tressa take your real estate dreams from the kitchen table to the closing table. Are you looking for a place to relax and have fun after work or a place to fill the weekend fun? Check out the Party Pub in the heart of Maryville. They open at 7.30 a.m. and have daily drink specials. They have darts, karaoke, and billiards daily, as well as Tennessee football each and every Big Orange Saturday in the fall. So check out the Party Pub on Ellis Avenue in downtown Maryville, a place where they treat you like family, and it's always a good time. Hi, I'm Bob Ramsey, and I am running for re-election to represent District 20 in the Tennessee State Legislature. It has been an honor to represent the interest of Blount County in Nashville. The history and development of our community are at the forefront of the decision 
I am asked to make in the legislature. Throughout my years of service, your calls, emails, and letters have played a large part in the decisions I have made. With your dedicated civil engagement and insight, I have continued to introduce support and pass legislation you have asked for resulting in growth and progress. There is still much to be done, especially in these unprecedented times before us. Proven leadership and know-how is imperative as we address the difficult issues that lay ahead. When I say your choice for your voice, that means I will continue to fight for your choices. I have yet to waver in my commitment to speak for all of Blount County the best way I know how. I thank you and appreciate your support as we continue to move Blount County forward. I'm Bob Ramsey and I approve this message. Buying a home is one of the biggest financial decisions you will ever make, and it can be overwhelming, but Donna Cry at Mortgage Investors Group is committed to making your home buying experience a pleasure. Donna Cry is my personal home mortgage specialist. MIG is rated number one in residential mortgage lenders in Tennessee. Are you considering a new home? Then use who I trust, Donna Cry with Mortgage Investors Group in Maryville. Whether you're buying your first home or your fifth, Donna will help you put your home ownership plans into action. Call Donna at 865-984-9948 or go to DonnaCry.com. MIG is an equal housing lender. Have you heard about or seen the Grind's brand new user-friendly website? If the answer is no, I think you're kind of missing out. Our brand new website has ways to hook into the Grind from social media with links to Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and SoundCloud so you can grind it out with us on social media. But if you say, I don't like social media, but I like podcasts. We've got those too. You can download the Grind Podcast on Apple Podcast and Google Play Music directly from the website. It's a one-stop shop for everything the Grind. Check us out online, thegrindonsports.com. That's thegrindonsports.com. Not satisfied with your current pest control service or looking to get that process started? Call Heath Barberry at Common Sense Pest Control, providing outstanding protection of your health and property while delivering exceptional customer service right here in Blunt County. Available services include general pest, mosquito, and rodent control, as well as termite protection and much, much more. For personalized service, call Heath Barberry at 865-389-7412 or email info at commonsensepc.com. Again, phone number is 865 865- 389-7412. Also, find them on Facebook at Common Sense Pest Control. And remember, if you want bugs dead, you've got to use Common Sense. Got something you're grinding on? Give us a call at 865-983-4310. Now back to the grind with host Wayne Kaiser. 100.9 FM, 850 AM, Rocky Top Sports. And welcome back inside the WKVL studios of Rocky Top Sports. I'm Wayne Kaiser alongside Carson Crouch as we grind it out here on a Wednesday edition. Uh, As always, Carson comes to us by way of Give Him Six podcast. Um, Man, uh, any 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 post game thoughts from uh, from the podcast about the the game? Any any kind of drops coming soon? Yeah, we should be getting one out this week. I think uh, either tonight or tomorrow night. We're gonna try to get a podcast out just because it's our you know first. First college football game back. We try to get one out every week in college football season and every week in basketball season. Um, usually in it's the summer. It's a busy thing, right? It yeah. is, man. Like a, a lot of people ask, you know, when's the next one out? And we try to get one out as soon as we can with just school and all sorts of sports and stuff that we're both in. It's just kind of a little difficult just to kind of get one out and edit. But we try, and uh, we love doing it. So it's super fun. Hopefully we can get one out this week. If we do, uh, definitely check it out for me. Give Him Six Podcast. Uh, again, Google Give Him Six Podcast. And, and if, you're a, if you're a podcast person like Google Play or Apple Podcast or SoundCloud or Basically anywhere. It was, we try to get it anywhere because there's a lot of listeners that uh, we don't know um, what they have, what apps they like. So, And you drop it on Twitter, right? 
Yes. Well, so, we will we give a like message a out that's like uh, you know, hit our web in in our uh, bio is our website and our website like I say is the easiest thing because you can play that and just turn off your phone and have it plugged in. You don't even have to be on your phone to listen to it. And all of our episodes, all of our um, special guest episodes and all sorts of things are on there. Sponsors, donations, merch. Our website tries to get you everything in one little bulk, so right. it's easy to find. That's awesome. That's awesome. Give him six podcasts again. If that's what you want, if that's what you need, Google it, and he can make it happen. But, uh, but uh, Carson, uh, a little talk about NBA uh, as yep. as the Heat and the, the Lakers will tee it up tonight. Uh, they will be in the bubble. So, of course, I think the Lakers technically, if you look at it, are the home team tonight, uh, but they're in the bubble. So, I mean, it is what it is. It's just what pictures will be shown on the screens behind them. Uh, that's really the what dictates yeah. the deal. But uh, Lakers favored by four and a half tonight, and, and the Heat really the, the the story of this series. You know, I think what it's going to come down to is the uh, the battle between Jimmy Butler and possibly um, Anthony Davis. But I think the the LeBron James caveat of uh, of you know having been there before knows how Eric Spolstra coaches. Uh, how he motivates, da-da-da-da-da. How much do you think that plays into it? Now, in my book, I think coaches as well as players evolve over time. And even though, it, yes, the last time they were there, LeBron was on the roster, but that's been several years ago now. You look at inexperienced, inexperienced players, and there's a lot on there. Anthony Davis has not been to the NBA Finals. Anthony Davis doesn't have a ring. Jimmy Butler not to the NBA Finals. He doesn't have a ring. LeBron James, <laughs> he's been there <laughs> he's every done. year, it seems like. He, they literally <laughs> said LeBron James took a break last year took from a break the last final. Year. Right, and there was a lot of injuries on that, and he was injured at some point, and um, that's part of the reason they lost. They didn't have their assets as they wanted to. They did the trade with Pelicans, and look who they got. So um, I I'm, think the I just think it's right fun. There. I just think it's funny how some people say they took a break from the postseason. Right. LeBron James takes a break from the finals. Yeah. Well, this this year it's uh, no breaks this time. He's here to get a ring. And he's well, here to he had the COVID finger. break. He had the COVID break. Yeah, yeah. He, he, he likes breaks here and there. I will say in your 17th, 18th year in the league, you, you need one. Yeah. I mean, body's only going to do so much. But I'll, I'll say this. I think the Lakers are poised. Uh, LeBron James, and, and again, is this – it's not coach speak, but, I mean, it's LeBron speak, whatever you want to call that. Uh, he said he's more engaged, more locked in than he's been in his entire career, which I think you have to come in with that mindset. You have to lock it in because, ultimately, you you know, it's it, yeah. you, the more you have played, the longer you've been in the league, the, the older you get, the you know, whether anybody likes to admit it or not, I don't know that anybody's gotten faster the older they've gotten. Right. You may you may get smarter, but you're not going to get faster. So I think what LeBron James brings to the table now is he has a ton of film on, on deck that people can say, well, in these situations he does this, da-da-da-da-da. Yeah. So LeBron James has to continue to recreate his game and recreate his piece of the puzzle, if you will. And I think as they've done most of the season, he pushes that piece of the puzzle in through an Anthony Davis driver. Yeah, and a lot of this Heat team is uh, built by driving in and getting some uh, throw-up shots and stuff. And versus the Celtics, Celtics are young too, man. They got um, Jason Tatum. Uh, they got a bunch of other guys that are a little bit young and don't have as much experience as you have with the Lakers. So Lakers, um, they have Anthony Davis, of course, uh, probably top five player in the NBA right now. Of course, LeBron James. Of course, JaVel McGee. He's been playing insane amount. I think under LeBron, a lot of these people play a lot better. And I think this is what the Lakers got for. I mean, they got J.R. Smith for a reason. I think they got these guys that are good postseason. <laughs> and, hey, he's, he's on the bench. He's telling guys, and I think he's uh, kind of a player's coach. So I, I literally never – I can't look at J.R. Smith without thinking of that mismanaged Mis clock and, and LeBron literally wanting to rip his Le face off. I don't think LeBron can forget either. Yeah, I don't think so. That was a rough time. So our boy Jason Ward listening in this morning says, you can't sleep on the Miami Heat. Bam Adebayo, uh, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, Iguodala, Crowder. 
Uh, he said in Jimmy Buckets. He said it's a uh, it's a place that uh, it's going to be a good series. He's he thinks the Heat can bring the Heat uh, in this series. I think so. I think that. Oh, I, I think I think they're a little bit of a scary underdog team. Yeah, I mean, I'm. I, I said what did I say Monday? Lakers in six. Mm-hmm. I think that's what I'm going to pick. But I think I, I can't tell you when the the games are going to come. I know the Lakers have have traditionally. When I say traditionally, the last couple of years, uh, sometimes they'll lose game one. Right, they'll they'll get behind a little bit, Rockets. so it wouldn't shock me for uh, uh for for the Heat to bring it and and maybe knock off the Lakers here in game number one. But what I will say is is I feel like and and I you know I was not a huge you know I always think the the coach that LeBron gets is like, huh? LeBron's never been matched up with a Greg Popovich or a, a you know a. Or however, whoever you want to mix. I was about to say Doc Rivers, but he he just got fired, so that's probably not a good, uh, not a good uh, mutually separate. Well, yeah, and uh, that's happened a lot. And guess what? It's with the Rockets and the Thunder too. Billy and Mike D'Antoni out mutually separated. Sad. Is that the new fo- is that the new word for firing? I think so. You know, we have mutually disagreed, and we're just gonna mutually separate. I think more of it should have been Doc Rivers was fired by the Clippers. Yeah, maybe it's something with severance package. A little backstory like No excuse for Doc. He's got uh, Kawhi Leonard. um, Paul George. With Nick Curse um, over at the Raptors. Uh, He had Kyle Lowry, Pascal Siakam, and Kawhi Leonard. Those guys are great players, but they still won an NBA championship versus the Warriors team, and the Clippers can't even beat. I really thought your allergies was kicking in when you were saying some of those names. I'm like, is he is he is he choking? Well, you see, they they got some funny coach there? names now too. It's kind of wild. <laughs> but uh, what I'm saying is, is Frank Vogel has brought a uh, he has brought a come on guys play for each other mentality, and I, I kind of like that. Uh, I like the way the the Lakers play. They're really excited when anybody scores. I can't think of that one cat's name. He's the one that looks like he's about 45. Where's Caruso? See, look, me and Carson, we I have my way of explaining things. He has his way of yep. understanding. But yeah, that guy, I mean, when he scores, I mean the whole team, I mean it's mm-hmm. it's it's the best thing ever. <laughs> it's like it's like a little kid making a shot. Everybody's like, Wow. And he's great. I mean, this ki- this guy can this cat can jump in the air. Oh yeah. When you talk about just being ready, yeah. He's always ready. Oh yeah. I love watching the Lakers. They just got so many good guys. If Avery Bradley could have played, he would have been a great asset too. This kid he's a great shooter. Yeah, it, Danny Green. Danny Green. Lights out Danny. And then uh uh Kyle Kuzma. Kyle Kuzma. He starts for a lot of teams in the NBA. He would, and a lot of people say that too. The Lakers have pulled these guys, I think, for the finals, some of these guys on this team. But like I was going to say, um, like Jason said, he, Eric Spolstra, knows LeBron. He's taken him to the finals a couple times. I think Eric is going to have um, pretty good coaching. I think he's going to get these guys ready to play LeBron. And I think the Heat have assets to play and compete with the Lakers. But I'm going to stand with my pick. I think Lakers in five. I think the Lakers, I think LeBron is here to win. I don't think so, he's here to play around. So, well, yeah, he's like, he's like, I got stuff to do. Like, I got to get Black Friday shopping going. I got to do all this stuff. Got a coach. What, right? What is, uh, uh, what do you think's the bigger impact? LeBron's understanding of the Heat and Eric Spolstra? Or Eric Spolstra's understanding of LeBron James? I think it could go hand-in-hand either way. I think Eric uh, Spolstra knows a lot about LeBron. I think LeBron knows a lot about Eric. They had a really good relationship. There's multiple times they both love each other. I mean, they they really have a lot of respect for each other. And I think a lot of people went down on Eric when LeBron left. They just blamed him. He's a horrible coach, and I think he took that into consideration, started building up this team. And I think now – I think he's he's got a little bit on LeBron. I think sometimes when LeBron maybe has a little bit of a attitude jump or he knows where he can get in LeBron's head, I think he'll he'll do whatever it takes to win the championship again. Well, I'm I'm going to go with the side of of LeBron understanding Eric Spolstra. And the reason I say that is is what is what so the common denominator is is how many times you've been to the finals since your separation. LeBron it's every year but one. Mhm. He literally went right back, went stayed in the Eastern Conference, went to Cleveland, ripped right back to the finals. Right, yeah. Eric Spolstra. This is the first time since LeBron left that uh, that he uh, 
that he's been back. And honestly, if I'm not mistaken, is it wasn't it the first time they were in the Eastern Conference Finals yeah. since LeBron James left? Yeah, they had nobody. I mean, before this, before Jimmy Butler, um, I don't, I could, I couldn't even name you. I mean, do, the best thing for the Heat that they had going was D Wade's retirement, and everybody was focusing on that. Yeah, that was it. And and I, like I said, I'm not trying to shortchange the Heat. I think they're great. I think they showed in, in the way they. And it really was a dominant performance against the Celtics. I mean, there never was – they never let the Celtics breathe life. I mean, they just ripped it away every chance they got. And uh, so I'm not taking anything away from them. I think they're a great team. And sometimes you just there, – there can't always be those perennial powers that show up every year to the postseason. So I'm not d- taking anything away from building a team. But I will say – I will say it's not hard to co- – I, I don't want to say not hard. But, you know, I, I feel like back in the day uh, when when KD and, and Steph Curry and, uh, you know, Clay Green Thompson. and Clay Thompson, when all of those guys were on the team, Steve Kerr didn't have to be great. No. Steve Kerr didn't have to coach amazingly because you just had that much greatness, right? Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you add KD and that that dynamic was unbelievable. Right. So, honestly, them at 80% beats probably 95% of the NBA. Yeah. So, what I'm saying about this is is Jimmy Butler's going to be good no matter where he's at. Yeah. I mean, he's a worker. When he was in Minnesota, he was doing things uh when he was all over the, you know. So, I think Eric Spoelstra is a good coach and I would argue that he's probably the best coach. Uh, that LeBron's ever had, but that doesn't say a lot. So I think LeBron's understanding of how he motivates players, how he progresses players through a season, uh, I think he can use that a little bit. He understands maybe what he doesn't focus on so much, and he can tell the Lakers to kind of exploit that dynamic. And, and I think it'll be a little bit of a chess match in this game one, game two, uh, to see if Spolstra has adjusted his coaching style to get away from the way LeBron understands or will it be LeBron uh, hitting the go button and uh, and turning up the wick? Yeah, I think Jimmy Butler is where he likes to be at. You know, he didn't like Timberwolves, didn't like 76ers. Uh, likes the heat, though. But like you said, I think coaching, you know, Tyron Lue didn't have to do much, and then after LeBron left, got fired. Eric didn't have to do much. But then I'm, like, sitting over there, and I'm like, huh. You know, uh, Steve Kerr didn't have to do much. You know, he has uh, three of the best, probably top 15 players, uh, two top five players in the league and then i'm like doc rivers why can't you do it you got Kawhi and paul and then i'm like looking over and i keep looking and it's like nick uh you know allergy man that you thought i was having some allergy problems with nick nick curse i mean he 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 really didn't have to do much there's some good players on there so it's like a it's kind of a throw-up toss if you're talking about nick nurse nick nurse or nick curse i don't know i think it's we'll just call him nick yeah good old coach nick Good old Coach Nick. But anyways, I, I really think I think Jimmy Butler likes it here at the Heat. I think that uh, he's the team, I've said multiple times, I think they're gelled. I think this team's really close. And I think this team has got weapons, got chances to win a game, win two games. And I like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they win more than what I expect them to win. But I really think Lakers are going to handle business in this series. And I really think it's going to be a championship for the L.A. Lakers. Yeah, and then uh, oh, Anthony Davis. You think? Do you think even his ring would have a brow? Oh my! That'd be do rough. you remember when he was young, the brow? Oh man! When he was at Kentucky, it was so nasty. I was like, you know, it'd probably take a lot of us, but we could hold him down and just wax that thing. And he was like, I ain't waxing it until he finally did. Well, he didn't. Like, wasn't that like a? Well, fake he did. Deal? He did in uh, New. Oh, that was that was a joke. That was a fake thing because I was like. Finally. He put something over it. Yeah, like a makeup deal. Yeah. What a poser. I know, man. If only he couldn't, if only he wasn't 6'11", 7 foot, swatting blocks and yeah, being sh- one of the... scratches his knee and doesn't even... Yeah, I'd go right up to him and tell him he needs to shave that Would off. you? No. Would you? I'd yeah. pay for it. We might Facebook Live that one. <laughs> but Carson, man, it's... it's uh, We're back. Uh, sports is we back. Are, uh, it's uh, So I was going to break a little news. Break a little news here on a on a Wednesday edition. So, uh, since it's we're about to turn the corner, last day of September, right? Uh, starting October the nineteenth, uh, we're going to shift gears a little bit. Yep. We're going to go afternoon show. 
Yeah. Uh, so instead of morning grind, it'll be the afternoon grind. We'll uh, we'll recap what's happened for the day instead of leading you out uh, to your work day. So uh, starting October the 19th, the grind will be from 5 to 6 p.m. Uh, live each day. And then we will re-air it for our third shift folks uh, at night, 10 to 11 p.m. Uh, be the yeah. only local programming uh, on the third shift hours, and it sounds it sounds good. I, he told me about it a couple of weeks ago, and I I was all for it because it's it's like uh, I, a lot of people listen when they get out of work. A lot of people want to hear some sports and stuff, so sounds pretty good to me. Well, man, I'm excited about it. But again, we'll we'll get some promos out in the coming weeks. But just a, a breaking news right here: the grind goes evenings starting October the 19th. It'll be it'll be a change, but the same opinions. So if that's good for you then that's good. If not, man, uh, give us a try. Uh, You'll be glad you did. But, hey, uh, we're out of time. Top of the hour is hit. But if you're on your way to work or on your way home, take care, be safe, and, yes, grind on.